Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is when it starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're studying the book of Romans, focusing on Romans 12, entitled, Therefore, Man Ruined His Life With Sin. God's remedy is Jesus Christ. Therefore, how can I show my thankfulness to God every day? Hey guys, we made it to Romans 12. We finished the introduction uh, studies, and here we go. We're going to look at maybe over 25 different ways we can thank God for what he has done. So number one, I must understand why Paul uses the word therefore. Paul's therefores are always there for a specific reason. Whenever we find a the word therefore, we must look back to see what it is therefore. A therefore in scripture is a carabiner of truth that often connects a specific cause with a desired effect. Many commentators compare the relationship between doctrine and duty, belief or behavior, the doctrinal teaching, and the exhortational preaching. As mentioned earlier in our study, the Heidelberg Catechism summarizes the book of Romans in three simple statements as it seeks to answer the question, how many things does a person have to know to live and die a happy, contented, and fulfilled life? Well, only three. One, how great are my miseries and sin, Romans 1 through 3. Two, how can I be delivered from my misery and sin, Romans 4 through 11. Three, how am I to be thankful to God for such deliverance, Romans 12 to the end of the book. Number one, what has God saved you from? Think about the seriousness of your sinful condition before God reconciled you to himself. Two, what did God do to save you from your miserable sins, justify you, and put you in a right relationship with himself? And number three, what should be your spiritual, reasonable, rational, sensible, logical response to God for his forgiveness and redemption? I am personally being mentored by some men uh, who God has gifted with incredible understanding of his word. Although I've never sat down in a coffee shop with any of these guys, they have shared their hearts in print, some from hundreds of years ago, for me to learn from. Hopefully during the millennial reign, I'll be able to thank them personally for what they have done for me. Maybe even in a coffee shop over a cinnamon dolce latte. Okay, here's some of the encouragement I've received from some of my uh, mentors who really understood the concept of meditation. Therefore, from the viewpoint of Donald Gray Barnhouse, the therefore of chapter 12 must look back over the entire epistle and divide its revelation under two heads. One, man's complete ruin and sin. And number two, God's perfect remedy in Christ, sin and salvation. This is the burden and the joy of the gospel. And this is the foundation for the practical day-by-day -day Christian life. Therefore, from the viewpoint of Warren Wiersbe, in a Christian life, doctrine and duty always go together. What we believe helps us to, de to determine how we behave. It's not enough for us to understand Paul's doctrinal explanations. We must translate our learning into living and show by our daily lives that we trust God's word. If we have a right relationship to God, we will have a right relationship to the people who are a part of our lives. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, he's a liar. Therefore, from the viewpoint of William Hendrickson and Simon Kistemacher, what the apostle is saying is that in view of God's mercy, a voluntary, enthusiastic response of gratitude is required. What he is saying then is that this sovereign divine mercy calls for a life of complete dedication and wholehearted commitment. Animal sacrifices will not do. 
Nothing less than thorough self-surrender of our gratitude is required. What the apostle is teaching, therefore, is that Christian ethics is based on Christian doctrine. Returning once more to the opening chapters of Paul's epistle to the Romans, and from there quickly reviewing the remainder of this precious writing, one cannot help becoming aware of the fact that that in chapter 1, verse 1 through 3, verse 20, man's sin and misery are described. Chapter 3 through chapter 11, the way of deliverance is open to him. And in chapter 12 through 16, the rescued believer is shown how by the life of gratitude to God and helpfulness toward God's children and, in fact, toward everyone, man should respond. Then there's uh, the therefore from the viewpoint of Joseph Hall. Doctrine without exhortation makes men all brain, no heart. Exhortation without doctrine makes the heart full but leaves the brain empty. Both together make a man. One makes a wise man, the other a good man. One serves that we may know our duty, the other that we may perform it. Men cannot practice unless they know, and they know in vain if they practice not. So as we look at these, there's one more I want to share with you from the viewpoint of the psalmist David in Psalm 50, okay? Call upon me in the day of trouble, I will deliver thee. Thou shalt glorify me. Interesting enough, what Paul spent 16 chapters explaining, David shared in 18 words. Misery, called upon me in the day of trouble. Deliverance, and I will deliver you. Gratitude, and you will glorify me. Thank you, Lord, for showing me my miseries and sin. Thank you, Lord, for delivering me from my misery and sin. Therefore, show me how I can daily please you in my relationships with others and with you. Hey, guys, our time's up. I hope you enjoyed the study. Today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And I hope that you have a good day.